Men and women are healed by hearing words. Men and women are saved by hearing words. For faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith for salvation came to me. In the year of 1975, when I was in a treatment center and being treated for alcohol and drugs, I went to a gospel meeting where I heard the word really for the first time in my life. And when the altar call was given, I stepped up and stepped forward to receive this Jesus that was preached about. I was once bound, but the moment I believed in my heart and confessed with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, I became totally free. For men and women are transferred out of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son when they call upon the name of the Lord. And God is delivering all of mankind today that will simply lift up their voice and say, Jesus Christ is Lord. Christianity is called the great confession. Just as men and women are saved by hearing words, saved is an all-inclusive word, that it also means to heal, it means to prosper, it means to have complete and total peace. Men and women who hear the good news and believe it in their heart and say it with their mouth can come unto salvation in every area of their lives. For Romans 10.10 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God is risen from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Notice with me there is the heart and the mouth connection. It does not say that we believe that Jesus is Lord. That's the first step. But we must confess that he is Lord. And when that happens, the two work together and salvation explodes in your heart. With the heart, man believeth. And with the mouth, confession is made unto Unto healing. With the heart man believeth that by his stripes I was healed. And with the mouth confession is made unto healing. By his stripes I am healed. With the heart man believeth that God is El Shaddai. The God is more than enough. And he supplies my every need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And with the mouth confession 
is made unto having your need met. With the heart man believeth that he is the prince of peace. And with the mouth confession is made unto a peace. Come on. That passes all understanding. It's with the heart. It's with the mouth. And Jesus himself. Absolutely. Talked more about the saying part than he did the believing part. For in verse 23 of Mark 11, he said, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, but shall believe, come on, shall believe those things which he believeth? No. But shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever. Notice, he shall have whatsoever he believes in his heart and says with his mouth. For faith to be at full strength in my life and in your life, there must be faith found in two places. Go like this. Faith is in my heart. And it is released through the words of my mouth. For the most part in the church world, when you talk about faith's confession or you talk about confession, invariably people think about confessing their sins, confessing their weaknesses, confessing what they don't have, what they can't do. Just humble old sinners saved by grace. But that is not the Bible teaching on faith's confession. Faith's confessions are confessions that line up with the word. And I will never find in the word, let the strong say I'm weak. I will always find in the B-I-B-L-E, let the weak say. I will never find in the word that I'm an old sinner and, and I'm saved by grace. But I will find in the word of God that I am now the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I believe it. I speak it. And I have it. <laughs> I mean, you just got a tonful. You could go home now and say, oh, my, my, I'm getting it. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Confession is declaring what we believe to be true. It is testifying to a truth that we have embraced. Let's camp out for a moment on Hebrews 4, verse 14, if we could. Please open your Bibles or look at the Blessed Tron. You didn't know that was a Blessed Tron. A Blessed Tron beats a Cursed Tron any old day of the week. (laughs) Now notice this. Seeing then that we have a great high priest. Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father and he is our intercessor. He is our mediator. He is our advocate. He is our shepherd. And he is the apostle and high priest of your confession. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens... Jesus, the Son of God, what should we do? We should hold fast our profession. Literally, the word profession means in the, in the Greek, 
Let us hold fast to saying the same thing about ourselves that our great high priest has already said. It is agreeing with God. It is owning. It is testifying. It is declaring what's been said about me. Has God said some things about you? Has he not said you're a new creation? Has he not said that you're more than a conqueror through him that loves you? So let us hold fast to our what? Profession or confession. Now, I saw something in between service on this thought, holding fast. Holding fast. Many of us have been taught on faith-filled words. And how they dominate the laws of sin and death. And how that we are not to speak from our circumstance and from our flesh. But we're to speak from our position in Christ of who we are and what we have and what we can do in Christ. Now, along comes the enemy to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Have you figured out yet that he don't like you? Well, I don't like him much neither. He's a rat. Now he's looking for an opportunity. He walks about as a roaring lion. Doesn't say he is. He walks about as a roaring lion seeking whom he made an hour. Amen. When I was a little boy and I had to go to the bathroom at school, I'd ask the nun, can I go to the bathroom? She says, can you? <laughs> Took me a while to figure that one out. <laughs> Finally, I got it. And I said, sister, sister, may I go to the bathroom? Yes, you may, Mr. Thomas. Well, here is our decision. We're the deciding witness. The devil may not devour me. He's looking for an opportunity to devour, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I saw this clearly in between services. One way that he'll give, that he gets place in our lives... By allowing, by, by us allowing ourselves to let the things that we have heard in yesteryear and in yesterdecade and even yesterday slip. See, letting something slip is the opposite of holding fast. Everyone go like this. Holding fast. And then go like this. Letting it slip. And in the book of Hebrews, chapter 2 and verse 1, I saw this. In chapter 2 of verse 1 of Hebrews, he says, Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard. How many of you have ever heard teaching like this before? Let us give earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time, what happens? We should let them slip or let them drift away. 
I believe that too many of God's children have stopped holding fast to the profession of, your faith, of their faith. And instead of seeing, saying the same thing God says about them, they're starting to say the same thing and how they feel and what the enemy is sowing into their soul. Now, let me give you an example of this. The other day, Friday, I got up and I knew I had a hospital call to do. And so I went down to Children's Hospital in Oakland. One of our little boys got attacked. Thank God he's through it now. Amen. Amen. I said, thank God he's through it now. So I went down there and prayed and talked to mom and dad and just encouraged them in the Lord. But you know, when I got on the freeway, I started pleading the blood. I started declaring, Father, I have faith in the blood of Jesus. And this day I proclaim that no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. And no accident shall overtake me. For you've given your angels charge over me. And they are keeping me in all my ways. What was I doing? I was holding fast to the things that I have learned and taught and have heard. I was holding fast. I sense the Spirit of God saying to many of you today, you've let some things slip. It's now time to pick them back up again and start holding fast to the truths that have set you free. So I was driving, you know, down where 980 and 880 kind of join up over there by 24. I'm driving and I'm minding my own business and I'm ready to go into another lane. And here comes another guy. Over into my lane. He didn't even see me. But my angel saw him. So he said, what you talking about? I'm talking about him giving his angels charge over you. In your home. In your place of work. In your place. He'll give his angel. So, hey, glory to God. I just said, thank you, Jesus. I said, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. See, here's the thing, guys. The enemy's looking for an opportunity. And I'm not preaching fear here today. I'm preaching faith. God said that he would, come on, he would watch over his word to do what? He'll watch over his word to perform it. He's the apostle and high priest of your confession. The word apostle is apostolos, which means he's the sent one to see to it that when you speak the word of God, he watches over it to perform it on your behalf. Somebody says, well, Pastor Mark, that sounds good, but I I don't know about that. I, I just, I don't know whether I can believe that or not. Can you believe the word? If you can believe the word, let the word dwell in you richly and let the word speak to you. Amen. So I, I also believe this, that we should not allow ourselves to be lax where prayer over our country is concerned. I believe that we ought not allow ourselves to be lax concerning terrorist attacks. We are not to be intimidated by any way or any fashion or any form over any form of terrorism. Amen. Amen. 
But on the other hand, the Bible says that we are to watch and pray. And while we're watching and praying, we should also do some believing and saying. Amen. Say it with me. Do some believing and do some saying. Do my words make a difference? Let me ask it this way. Does his word in your heart and coming out of your mouth make a difference? You're joined unto the Lord and you are one spirit. When you say what he said, it's as if he's saying it through you. Oh, creative power released in faith through children of God has the same power that it did when God said, let there be light. Mm, glory. Glory to God. Let's praise Him for a moment. Let's lift our hands up. Glory to God. Oh, pradisce la vranda le bocosa le nene. Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, we magnify you. We speak the word over our nation. We speak the word over our church. We speak the word over our loved ones. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, prandiste le vrande le bege la masa kola manene. Levro nova sana. Just pray with me for a moment. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Pasurre niste le vende. Manga la barre di celebrondonum. I hear the spirit of, spirit of the Lord saying this. Now close the door on all fear. Fear-filled words license the enemy to bring things to pass. But faith-filled words license me and put me to work on your behalf. See, fear is released by what you believe. Fear is released by what you say. And in my heart, this just comes up. Well, my uncle had it. My dad had this. My grandfather had this. And I imagine someday I'll have the same thing. That's an imagination that should not be tolerated. That's an imagination that should be cast down. Because fear that is tolerated is faith that is contaminated. When you smell fear, turn in the corner. Rise up, child of God. Rise up boldly with the word of God. Rise up saying what I said and you will stop the devil dead in his tracks. Amen. Can you do that? Can I do that? Yes. Say with me, I can. I can. And, I and I will. Do all things, all things. Through, Jesus, through Jesus who strengthens me. Stop talking about all the things you don't have and start rejoicing on all the things that you do have. Stop thinking about what others, what others have said and start thinking about what I have said. Amen. 
For the fear of man is as serious as the fear of failure. The fear of man is as serious as the fear of death, the fear of disease, and the fear of lack. It all comes from the pit of hell. In Proverbs 29, 25. Can we follow the Holy Ghost today? Say it with me. Let's follow the Holy Ghost. Look at Proverbs 29, verse 25. You are not second to anyone. You are no second class citizen. It don't matter what others have said about you. Think about, meditate, get happy about what I've said about you. And face life free from fear. Now notice this with me in Proverbs 29, 25. I could quote it to you, but I'd like to get it up there. If, and you know, they do such a great job up there. I mean, they do. Glory to God. In Proverbs 29, 25, notice this verse with me. Could you read it with me, please? It says that the fear of man... Now let's stop right there. Anything good about a snare? A snare is a trap. A snare is designed to bring you into bondage. You are snared with the words of your mouth. And talking about what people say and people think and backing down and backing off because of that brings bondage and brings a snare. But thank God, read the rest with me. Is this you? Is this you? But whoso... Now, now, from here, it sounds like this. But whoso puts his trust in the Lord shall be saved. Let's try it one more time. But whoso puts his trust in the Lord Hey! Hey! Safe! Jesus won the World Series for you. He's coming around third. He rose from the dead and he's... Woo! I submit to you today that in Jesus Christ, we are the safest of the safe. Safe from the fear of man. Safe from the fear of rejection. Safe from the snare of the fowler. For I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, He is my fortress, my God in Him I will trust. Hallelujah! Look at your name and say, No more snares. No more snares for you. No more snares for me. For every trap that the enemy sets, know this, that it's a safe bet that my eyes are running to and fro throughout the whole earth. And I show myself strong on your behalf if you'll trust me and believe me and declare who I am to you. And so shall the traps and the snares 
fall helpless at your feet and you shall rise up in victory and it shall be ever so sweet. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. So get your words lined up with my words, says the Lord. For there is a law that is higher than the law of sin and death. It is the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. So as you align with faith-filled words and as you live holy and entirely for me, this law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus will always supersede the lower law of sin and death. I would remind you that I have called you and not only called you, but enabled you to be the head and not the tail, to be above and not beneath. So live like you're the head. Live like you're the above. Live like you're more than a conqueror. Woo, hallelujah. How does a person like that live? They act like they are. And not only that, they talk like they are. Amen. Oh, no, not talking arrogantly because you're something else, but talking boldly and with faith-filled words because you serve somebody and he is something else. Amen. Now, there's nothing wrong with you knowing that you're somebody, but add this to it. I'm somebody in him. Hallelujah. I am his workmanship in him. I'm a new creation in him. Glory. I'm the righteousness of God in him. I got me some new preaching shoes. These are good. Woo, I think there's anointing in these shoes. Hallelujah. Whoa. <laughs> I got me some of them soft shoes, you know. Soft shoes, like the Echoes or the, you know, the Rocklands where they're not so hard. So at the end of the day, I still got a pep in my step. I still got a glide in my stride. Mm. Well, what's that got to do with faith-filled words? A lot. My feet are feeling good. I got happy feet. <laughs> Anybody else got some happy feet up in here? The word will make you happy. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you. Then I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. Those who choose life will have a happy life. Those who choose life and align their words with my word will live filled with joy. For the word of God shall be found and there shall be cause for great rejoicing as you stand upon it and boldly proclaim it. Life and death. You're here. Choose life. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, when you choose it, makes you free from the law of sin and death. I know you're getting it. Now, look at Proverbs 18, verse 21. Hallelujah. Do I have that much of a soothing voice that people fall asleep while I preach? I don't know. You know, maybe I should... Maybe I, should, maybe I should do one of those fall asleep videos or something. A PCD or something. I can remember being over in Israel. You know what makes me think of that, PT? I was over in Israel with Billy Brim, not Billy Graham, Billy Brim B. 
with a boy. And Shelly was there. And we're down at the sea, and I'm of Galilee, and I'm to read something, you know, that's pertinent to our tour. And I read it, and Shelly Brim just fell right out. And Shelly said, she said, there's just something about your voice that soothes me. <laughs> well, I don't want to yell. I don't want to scream. But if the anointing's helping you that way, glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody shout glory. <laughs> Man, you don't know how much fun it is to be here today. In Proverbs 18 and verse 21, simple verse of scripture says this. says, death and life. Where are they? Death and life are in the power of your tongue. I like what Norville Hayes said years ago. He said, you are your mouth. Amen? Faith-filled words will put you over. Fear-filled words will defeat you. Words are like containers. They carry power, love, faith, or they can carry hate or fear. Amen. Words that are sown are like seeds. Whatever a man sows, that shall he also. Come on, somebody say, I shall reap. We quoted it earlier. Faith comes by what? And hearing by the word of God. Listen to this statement. Faith will come more quickly when you hear yourself quoting, speaking, and saying the things that God has said. Words are the building blocks which we construct our lives and future. Words are the cornerstone of our lives. Words set boundaries which can confine or release us. Words have creative ability. Now, in this book that we're going to pass out in just a few moments, listen to this statement. It is in there. The Word of God. Everyone say the Word of God. Believed and conceived in my heart and spoken out of my mouth becomes a spiritual force that releases faith, which is the creative ability of God. No more fear. No more crying. No more sighing about the things that have taken place in yesteryear and in yesterday. But only a stirring and a referring to my word and the things that I've done will bring you up out of that place. Know this, that I am the glory and the lifter up of your head. So look to me and look at me and look into the perfect law of liberty day and night and consider only what you see in my word and it will bring liberty and it will bring you up and it will bring you out of that sorrowful and hopeless disposition. Faith-filled words set the course for my life. And faith-filled words can frame your world. Turn into Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11. And notice with me in verse 3. Hallelujah. What are you saying? What you are saying is what you are sowing. What are you saying about your body? What are you saying about controlling your diet? 
Here's what you can say. I don't desire to eat so much that I become overweight. But I present my body as a living sacrifice to God, holy and acceptable, which is my reasonable service. For I am not my own. In the, say it with me. In the name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. I, refuse I refuse to overeat. To overeat. I think we all better say that about 20 times every day. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> the Holy Ghost will help you control your attitude. He'll help you. He, he's working on me big time in the area of patience in the car. Can I hear a testimony? Anybody else? Is God working on you? I mean, you're, you're going down the Sparing Boulevard and man, there's a Toyota in front of you. And the speed limit's 40 and they're going 15. What in the world do you do about that? Well, I know, and you know what you've done about that. But the Lord's working on me. And the impression that I'm giving, getting, it's far better to be patient than to lose your cool. Because in your patience, you will possess your souls. Now, just wait for a way that you can get around the person. But then while you're going around them, don't look at them. <laughs> here's what it is. You're up here. And You know, it's a whole lot better to say things in tongues than it is to speak from your flesh. Thank you, Lord. And when you really monitor it, you may get home two minutes later. But what's the big deal? Amen. I don't know if the Lord's working on anyone else in the area of patience in their lives. But he's sure working on me. But you know what? You can believe your way and say your way right out of impatience. It comes by training. It all has to do with the law of love. And here's what the characteristic of love. Love is patient. Love endures long. Love is kind. Come on, somebody. So maybe some of you need to get those little things out and confess that every day. I'm patient. I endure long. I'm kind. I'll join you. Lastly, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. Say with me, faithful words set the course for my life. So we all know this, that God is the master builder, that he built the whole universe with words, that he laid the foundation and framed our world with his words. I love this statement. He made the visible world from things that were not visible. Now let's look at Hebrews 11 verse 3 and read it together. It says, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which do seen 
are not made of things which do appear. What this is literally saying, God's Word brought things that are not visible into the visible realm. And this is the principle of faith in operation. Now listen to this. In the same way, God frames, upholds, maintains, guides, and propels the visible world with His invisible words, our visible personal world can and should be framed by God's invisible word. Somebody says, I don't like the way that my world is looking. Then change what you've been saying. Well, I've been saying all the right things and believing all the right things, but I haven't seen anything yet. Hold fast. Say with me, my God is faithful. There's a lady that is mightily used of God whose husband and her pastor a great church in Michigan, Beth Jones. And here's what she said about this. Listen to this. She said, we can frame our world, our walk with the Lord, our emotional and mental health, our physical health and strength, our relationships, our marriage, our family, our ministries, our finances, and our success in life by speaking God's word. Amen. Speak the word over your marriage. Speak the word over your relationships. Frame your world by speaking God's word. It's time to speak up. Here's what Martin Luther King said. He said, our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. Silence, he went on to say, is not always golden. Now, if the enemy can get us to disobey God's word, to not speak the word, then he'll take it another step and deceive us into being quiet. Let us not lose by default. Let us speak up. Let us word up. Let us believe. And let us say, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Raise both hands toward heaven and say, I've been redeemed. I have been redeemed. And I'm walking in my redemption. Well, did y'all get anything out of this today? To God be the glory.